and that is another thing i've realized with high performers like nothing nothing ruins their day they decide what ruins their day or they decide okay this is not going to cheese me off or maybe a little bit of traffic or a little bit of heat or uh, maybe something went wrong at work or ba- like i'm not going to let that ruin my day because i call the day Hey everybody, what's good? Welcome back to the Next Move podcast. And if this is your first time on the show, we're a podcast that shares the strategies, stories, and tools behind people who are making an impact in their field. And today I have Feroza Engineer with me, who is a performance coach to some of the top executives at different organizations around the world. And we're going to be deconstructing a few things. We're going to be talking about the power of being yourself. and embracing the uniqueness of yourself and how do you do that we're going to be talking about building confidence is it something you can do you know at at different companies there's a lot of executives who and if you're wondering why I'm laughing Feroza's making weird faces to me while I'm doing this <laughs> so um, yeah we're going to be talking about how do you build confidence and we're going to be talking about exact strategies that you can use and the last thing is we're going to be seeing Are there any trends and routines of high performers in different organizations that we can just copy and paste into our own lives? But without further ado, I'd love to bring you in, Feroza. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Arman. Hello, everyone joining in. I'm good. I'm doing good. You you made doing that introduction the hardest that has ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately everybody couldn't see but she was making very funny faces to me throughout. Um and that that's her and I I think that's a great place to get into it because uh Feroza I've had a few communications with her but from what I've seen on LinkedIn and research she is like the the person that embraces her own self and her own uniqueness and her own weirdness the most out of everybody. So I just want to start there. Have you always been like this or is it something that you uh transition to later uh i don't think uh, my parents would agree to that <laughs> um, i i haven't been like this my entire life um maybe in childhood there were a few experiences that that needed courage or that made me demonstrate courage whether it is um being being in being okay with who i am in terms of my sexuality or maybe trying to even understand that or uh, maybe trying to understand religion over a way of life or you know like the kind of questions that you ask yourself um but i've come across a few people who really follow through and do that diligently so somewhere i felt uh, somewhere my honest submission would be that um i wish i had done it sooner you know but i'm glad uh, i usually kind of you know literally try to keep courage uh, by my side um and follow through with that because i do remember being extremely shy i do remember my mom still tells me um about um not wanting to do public speaking getting extremely shy in front of an audience or i even have photographs that are up on my refrigerator where you know my partner harasses me with those photographs where i'm hiding behind my mother's legs or i'm literally like So from there to that um I just tell people that hey man this is learned anything can be learned you know like so 
Yeah, that's me. So did you, did you like, when you were a kid and you were shy, did you feel like it was inside of you, but there was something like blocking you from doing that? Or is it a personality like this eccentric, you know, you're, you're loud, you, you know, you're very expressive. Is it something that, cause that's kind of the opposite of being shy, right? Is it something that you cultivated or it was always inside and you wanted to get it out? I, I, I guess the latter. I think maybe this was always inside. Uh, it also depends in childhood. Who, who are you around? Um, who are you spending a lot of your time with? Who are your friends or your friend circle? Or, you know, how do you feel around them? Um, that's a huge part of you even deciding in childhood whether you want to, uh, you know, get that haircut or get that color or be comfortable getting that kind of shave that you want, that design or that punk look. These are these smaller influences, I feel. So um, I think bit of both. I had peer pressure and I had the opportunity of, uh, you know, even uh, support with my friends who were like me um, and who kind of didn't bother about hearsay or uh, what's the most popular thing. Like we would just, you know, just a few of us would just be doing our own thing. Was there a moment in your life, because you said you haven't been all like this, was there a moment that you were like, you know, I, I have to be, you know, myself, I have to be who I want to be, or just kind of slowly transitioned? I think it's slowly transitioned because I, I feel courage comes in nuggets. You know, it okay. never comes with an invitation or it never comes with like a letter, hey, I'm coming, you know, 27th January, 1992, I'm coming. That never happens. And, and that's why even as a performance coach, I'm like, I'm not preparing you for that surreal moment. Or, you know, we're not preparing ourselves. We're not changing our habits or maybe just revisiting some of our mindsets. Not for some milestone or some moment. <laughs> Which is why I feel that soft skills are not soft, Arman. Like, they are hard. <laughs> I don't know why they are called soft. Like, I'm, I have this mission to tell people, like, Please stop calling them soft skills. There's nothing soft, soft about these. So I would say there would be a moment where I would be like, okay, maybe if I'm taking part in a play, you know, as kids, you want to take part in some play, some, you know, something, if you have that interest, I would ask myself, okay, what role do you think I could play best? I'm like, no, I could play Romeo. Why not? Let me audition for Romeo. So to your question, it was never a planned event, but it would be in the moment I would ask myself that choice. What should I go for? And I'd be like, I want to go for this one. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Let me see what will happen. So I've always had that thing of, let's do it. And I think maybe later in life, you hear these heavy words called bias for action, action oriented, drive for results. I'm like, no, man, like you just do it and then just figure it out on the way. Like, what, what are we overthinking stuff here? And, and I, I want to ask you, I want to kind of go back into the uniqueness bit. Um, hmm. If you have someone, like if you were coaching someone, let's say an executive or, or just a friend hmm. who, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, they're really like interesting, different, you know, expressive, whatever it is. But when it comes to different situations, they kind of freeze up right and they're they're not able to fully be themselves what are some kind of things that you would tell them and, and kind of activities or routines that they should start doing to open up a little bit more to, to answer that arman like i'm just gonna take a little step back right uh, i've grown up with a lot of uh, learning disabilities in the sense nothing major but 
from a perspective of it took me time to realize certain things why they existed the way they existed even my graduate exams were not written by me they were written by a writer i had something called focal dystonia and let's just say like the shiz is hitting the ceiling and i'm like just you know kind of doubting everything questioning everything i really one day just got up and made a choice that i really you know can't be good at everything but i'm going to be bloody so good <laughs> at one or two things i'm going to annoy the daylights out of you being just exceptionally good at those two those two things so the moment i figured out that oh my god how am i going to write these exams like here is a writer writing and it's so difficult i cannot tell you how difficult it is to study for someone else to write your exam so i told myself fine <laughs> if i can't write i will master memory and audio and i will make audio notes and till date i make audio notes i never have notes i never have spoken like anybody who's attended my workshops or my speeches or the events that have come here i never have anything in my hand like i'm always like i don't know why people need this what is going on so i think very soon i became a little little stubborn which wasn't every time appreciated growing up as a girl as a woman that you need to do what you're told to do like my society but as a family like i come from a very liberal progressive uh, parsi household where there is like you know like when i would hear my friends talk about <laughs> friends talk about like women are not getting an equal chance or my mother and me eat last and we eat in the plate in what my father and my brother eat i'm like how unhygienic to begin with <laughs> that's what <laughs> my grandmother would bring the whip down so i did i'm not saying like so i did have that supportive environment to a large extent but you after a point this is what i've realized even with high performers they are not good at every single thing but they are so exceptionally good at a few things like you know like that's why these days when i see this entire olympics of master class after master class webinar everyone's doing a master class <laughs> i i can't connect to that or i can't that's why i'm sorry i'm laughing because i think that's again foundational again fundamental again that will give you less anxiety less worry that you don't have to be good at everything you kind of be good at a few things and then in every situation let that just be your true north everything else is fine so in every situation if people can just see me the way i am it is less headache for me <laughs> sometimes i feel don't don't people kind of see that that if you don't have to think if you don't have to plan if you don't have to measure your words your sentences your body language if you don't have to like i know there are sir, several unfortunate sections of our society and the larger society at large that cannot enjoy the privileges as a woman that i enjoy in my country i'm i'm very aware and respectful of that because not a lot of women even have that so i feel that's why i owe it to not just me but a lot of people out there who are struggling with this entire authenticity thing because i'm like here we all are a work in progress man
kind of the one of the major things I took away from what you just said is it's you've you've defined who you are. So no matter what the situation is, you don't have to put on some script or some act that you know you're going to be different. Because for example, you know sometimes when I'm doing this podcast, I think like. Oh, it's, it's supposed to be professional. So maybe I won't put in a few jokes that I'd love to put in, but maybe, you know, this type of audience wouldn't like it. So there's where like a scripted kind of, you know, tone comes in. And I think like, you know, I, if I, if I want to swear a little bit here and there, that's fine. Cause that's who I am. If I want to make a joke, that's kind of who I am. So I really, I really like that point. And you, you talked about these techniques. I'm very interested without giving too much of your secret sauce away. Uh, can you talk about some of these techniques that you use with some of these top formers? Yes, again, but you know, um, I'm so glad that you got that vibe or I'm so glad that you, um, you connected with the, with the literally the latent need for us to be authentic. It's, I don't think it's a requirement or I, I also want to want people to pause there and go like, no one's asking this of you, but like imagine if you were, how would that feel like just for you for a moment, just focus on yourself. And then, you know, we will create like this entire map around the individual to understand the individual's worldview, because I feel that's where I feel a lot of good life coaches, executive coaches, coaches in general, um, even therapists. I think somewhere it's important you enter the coaches worldview and help them there first, then move them out into discomfort versus shock and awe or versus trying techniques completely. This is not going to work because you know, you are just expecting them after one session or two sessions, just completely get out of their worldview and try what you are saying, some bhajan kirtan or some madness or some mumbo jumbo. So, something generic uh, and something that I have shared on LinkedIn is, you know, whether you are a first time leader or you're a first time manager, or even you're a, if you're a seasoned uh, a leader as well, before you attack your to-do list in the morning, we have this nonsensical notion that we have to either create a to-do list first thing in the morning or the night before, or before we get into our hectic day, right? We have that. <laughs> so before you create your to-do list, I, I, um, I coach individuals and we like together do it in one session and then it's like homework for every day that needs to be recorded is something called a to-be list. So you get up, you know the kind of day you're going to have. You know you have six meetings coming up or you know you have back-to-back -back two workshops, or you know that you have such a chill, lazy day, you have just one meeting in the middle and you have desk time, which would mean like 5,000 emails and you know reports and review. I mean, you know your day. Or let's say you don't know your day. You're in that mood of, ooh, surprise me, it's my day off. Whatever it is, man, whatever it is. When you get up in the morning, before you attack that to-do list, just ask yourself, okay, for the day that's set out for me, like, who do I want to be today? So, who do I want to be? Do I want to be somebody who's patient? Is patience important for me today? Hell yeah, it is. Okay, I want to be patient. Let me just write it. 
who else do I want to be today? You know, like I want to be this this cool cucumber today. Like I just really need to be a cool cat. I cannot afford to lose my cool because I have that quarterly meeting, and I know what happens to me in that quarterly meeting. Okay, so that just the right enough cool and cucumber. So like that, just spend some time. Just talk to yourself because I don't get it. Like if you were gonna go through self development, um, you first need to you know understand yourself. Or you first need to play with yourself when you date someone you get to spend some time with them no that is dating right <laughs> so this is like how do you how, how are you doing this before just drowning yourself in your um, to do list and i'm telling you i'll have the first week people go like <laughs> this silly activity <laughs> then suddenly i'll hear these transformations oh my god I was able to just look at my to-be list right here for Rosanna. So sometimes it's just these, just these small, but it can. I mean, you tell me, Arman, like what is sitting with you hearing the to-be list? No, you know my my first. I'll tell you what my to-be list is. But I was just thinking, uh, what's what's on yours today? <laughs> <laughs> One second. <laughs> I do it on post-its. Okay. So one is create focus. Quality, quality, quality. So how come? Why did you choose those? Um, because um, the kind of the kind of day that I have, or the kind of things that I need to look at, or have a conversation with you on, or mm-hmm. um, things that I need to ship out. Um, they require these two elements, and I know that I I can get distracted. Mm. So I'm I'm being being honest about that because I just don't. I feel we just fight against our um, coping mechanisms. We just mm. don't find a healthy way around it, or just like a different, maybe a different way of looking at it. Wow. So let, let me grab mine because I actually do something very similar each day. And uh, so, I mean, my handwriting is shit, so you may not be able to see it. But see at the top, I write mm. antelopes. And mm. the reason I write that is because there's this story of um, when a lion or a tiger, I forgot what it was, but when they hunt for food, right, you can, you can either hunt for mice where it's a quick and easy win and you feel satisfied very quickly, but it's actually, it expends more calories to catch the mice than it does to eat it. So you're slowly dying. But with a lion who's chasing an antelope, if they catch that antelope, it takes more calories, it takes more energy and effort. But if you catch it, it will feed you for a longer period of time and it's a calorie surplus. So that's that's the kind of thing that I think of with my to-do list. It's like, I have so many things and there's so many things that you wanna do, but you know, only mm. focus on the big one because these little things are just stroking your ego, right? So that's kind of, I, I, I really like that exercise because that's what I do. Yeah. And b- before just jumping into like this whole, you know, solving for it or fixing for it or taking charge of it or attacking it, please know I'm all about that. Like, like you heard, I'm all about, yeah, let's do it. We'll figure it out. But I'm also about, hmm. Just really, like, imagine for you to even write down antelope. 
like you're thinking in that direction you have allowed your brain to think in that direction you have paused in the moment and gone like all right no no i cannot be wasting my time on this but it takes people such a long time arman just to get there have you have you come across that like or how do you deal with that yeah so for me it's it's very similar like if if i'm in the middle of something and i'm just like feeling overwhelmed or stressed and and i just see that there's a lot to do uh, i i'll take a look cuz the dot, the notebook is always by me and i'll just take a look and i'll see okay antelopes so uh, i'm not going to take that meeting right it's it's a waste of my time and that kind of just refocuses you and just kind of takes away stress because you know if i achieve like one thing today that's fine mm, cuz it's that that's that fine. number one thing right so i i think about it like that and i i I also heard about you know there's you know you know Hugh Jackman right right he he does this thing where mm. he at the start of the day he writes out mm. exactly how the day went right as if he was reflecting at the end of the day mm. and then at the end of each night he kind of compares it so did it actually go the way it went and he he it usually does so it's yeah so maybe that's something you could use too <laughs> yeah but see that's see, that's what i mean i'll tell you sadly there are very few people i meet uh, amon like who really want to put in that effort mm. because we've literally become like hand picked so, sorry we've literally become like you know handicapped with our own you know gratification list it's endless like nothing amuses us uh, which is you know we don't we forgotten to kind of really enjoy the small things or the simple things or like how boring like everything is Like boredom has become like a national sport, like outrage. They are kind of like you are either bored or you are outraging on social media. Like really, like that's the population I'm looking at. Like you will really have to take a call around your own self development and how you feel about it. But even for you to do that, the starting point is really recognizing that currently this is important for me. maybe this isn't i will maybe look at this later because i will i also come across and tell me if you've come across people like this i've also come across people that even when they decide that that's it i'm you know i'm going to change or i'm going to improve or i'm going to do something different they want to attack everything together like they want to go after making change around I do that. You, that's that's completely me. <laughs> that's that's uh, the definition okay. of what I do. <laughs> so tell me, Arman, like why does that happen? It's 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 very clear. It's it's a need for wanting to be recognized, right? Like you want to mm. you want to achieve so much, and you always feel like, oh, I'm this age, and I got to do this by that age, and it, it's kind of reinforced with everybody I talk to, because everybody I talk to is a high performer in some way. It's like, yeah, I did this by 22, I did this by 24, did this by 30, and it's like, shit, I've done anything, and I need to cram it all into one day. And then I realize, like, you know, nothing actually, nothing gets done properly, right? So that that's been that's been my big challenge. You know, you you spoke about you know you asked me earlier another thing about about bringing authenticity to the table and how. Again, this is learned. This is something I've realized. Very true to when I had that realization, that realization around that I I can't be good at everything, and maybe if I decide to let's say be good at these two things, um, I want to feel secure in these two things. If that means 
in a group of you know in a group of 15 or in a group, any group conversation or uh, if those are the only two things i bring to the table that's fine i don't need to bring everything to the table to feel included so that's where that's where you know even when i speak to members of the community or in general any kind of minority or any kind of group that is feeling marginalized marginalized or that's feeling like a minority i always tell people that you know it is high time we understand how to seek inclusivity or how to seek permission to be included and that that's where that that's where this entire place of um, uh, it's not about i want to be included but hey uh, i can give you two reasons why you should be including me <laughs> or what do you think about these two reasons like seek for inclusion as well don't just expect that it is going to be handed down to you on a platter because whatever right those whatever reasons it's it's really important for me that what you just said because it kind of puts the focus into get good at a few things and prioritize and then you will feel good when you're doing those things because you're actually better than other people who aren't focused and here's what i want to get into it's kind of both confidence and prioritization how do you how do you pick what to put in that list of what you want to get really good at this is a tool that's out there um that i think a lot of maybe i, I don't know how many coaches refer to that it's the hedgehog concept or it's also called the three circles of success where you spend some time uh, and figure out what you're passionate about what you think what you're passionate about right what you think like you're passionate number 2 what do you think you can be the best at in the world and what is kind of serving your economic engine is the third thing spend some time in these three areas like like don't forcibly get them into a venn diagram initially to begin with but just spend time there just figure those things out because if people really know these three area these three things that i just said like they know so it's not a if you really know like you have you will know yeah i know this some people kind of kind of confuse these two things that they are good at versus things that they really like or things that spark joy you might be good at something maybe because you've done it 500 times so sometimes that is could that itself is a that yeah i don't want to do this accounting bs like i know i'm good at this but i just can't do this just because i've been doing but but look at my sketches also helping people kind of detach and see what others see their strengths as so what are the things that they feel they can be best at in the world can't be 500 things so you did a little need to narrow down them a little what so when people ask me no 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 but i like all these 10 things feroza all of and in all these 10 things i have got good feedback i'm like great great but if i wake you up at 3 am in the morning and tell you to do from these 10 things which things will you be very very excited to do even at 3 am so let, let's zone in so again i think i i i i i wish somebody would have helped me do that zoning in or just narrowing down 
because that's that would answer the first question that you had that how do you people how do you help maybe people look at priorities because that is tough to do you have to sit with your stuff with your thoughts with your stubbornness and you have to be okay deprioritizing how can you prioritize if you can't deprioritize so first let's start there so there only first guard is dropped no no froza i can't deprioritize this this is very important this i'm like are if we can't deprioritize then how will we... <laughs> by by deprioritize do you mean like there's this urgent thing on your list but you're saying i'm not going to do that in favor of what yeah what's the main thing like your what's what's your antelope mm that's why i said that even earlier that that itself is so tough to do by people and especially people who um have been in environments where failure is not appreciated especially people who have been in social settings in home settings where psychological safety hasn't been um you know a, a requisite or a need or an environment because i'm all the time then as, as this person i'm all the time thinking of always wanting to make the right decision and the perfect decision versus you know as mr ratan tata says that you know life is about not making the right or wrong decisions it's about making a decision and then making it right on the way like if something happens and i'm like yeah man that's exactly what i believe in even with even with behavior change so one day you were in a bad mood you accept that you were in a bad mood so that you don't repeat that nonsense the next day so maybe on that bad mood day you you were a bad listener chill it chill chill you recognized it at least now if your mood is going to continue then oh my god that's a choice that's not like it's my mood you can't be in a mood for 6 weeks that's a temperament temperament stays for another 6 weeks 3 weeks then it is turning into behavior and then your behavior is your personality so people get up one fine day going like oh how did i become so critical i wasn't never like that it just took you 2 years of doing exactly this or 3 years of doing just this So I said we can change it also now if we want to. If we have come like this, we can reverse and go back also. But something you said reminded me of this this quote I heard a while back. It was, "If somebody is an asshole to you, they're an asshole. Leave it, right? But if everybody is an asshole, then you're the asshole." <laughs> like I honestly, that when you were saying that, I was like, that makes so much sense. That makes that quote even more more powerful. And I want to ask you because you you talked a lot about self awareness and all this stuff. Um, is there an amount of time that you spend and or you dedicate on your calendar to just thinking, like not doing anything and just you know being in your own head? Yes, and it's it gets it gets intensified as well. It's one of those weird things I have. So I, <laughs> there was even a time when I was at home uh, when I was staying with my folks, uh, and you know, just if it's a casual conversation or just uh, my mom would go like, "Where is Firuza? I haven't seen her." So when my father's like, she's sitting and doing that thinking thing. That's something she does now. That something with her thoughts she wants to. She's doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> this is how far back it goes, where. like because we are a family of extroverts this whole concept of privacy uh, exists 
but sometimes doesn't exist <laughs> even with separate rooms so i've had to go and announce things that okay like please don't disturb me for the next 15 minutes 20 minutes like i just want to be with my thoughts so literally i would say that is a non negotiable routine arman or that's like a non negotiable i think it's a ritual rather than a routine you know it's actually really funny that you talk about this ritual when you were a kid because you know my parents say the same thing about me because i used to have this thing called alone time and <laughs> i know a fancier i didn't call it they called it that and it was basically where i'd go into my room as a kid and because um. i i'd always be outside so i'd want to go and be by myself I just daydream about being a football player, and I, you know, I shoot and I pretend like I was scoring. You know, that that's kind of been there from from the start. And now I realize I need that's why since I was a kid I needed that time, and I still need that time when I'm with people all day. Even though I love being with people, I I have a huge sense of just like, whew, like you know, I'm done. I need that time. You know. So I I, <laughs> I I really love that you said that, and I think you know a lot of people that I've had on the show. has said the same thing like they need 2 hours in the morning or 2 hours in the evening so yeah. i kind of want to ask when do you structure it is there any particular time or it's whenever um i think um i think you need to reach a point in your in your life where um you should be should you should be in a place where you could definitely discipline a day but ease out the next day as well mm. or i and that is another thing i've realized with high performers like nothing nothing ruins their day they decide what ruins their day or they decide okay this is not going to cheese me off or maybe a little bit of traffic or a little bit of heat or uh, maybe something went wrong at work or like i'm not going to let that ruin my day because i call the day i think that's a great transition into a few quick fire questions and one of them off the top is are there any kind of trends other than the one you just mentioned that you've seen from these high performers they could be you know routines strategies anything else that you've seen that's pretty common yep uh in fact um couple of things um i think and i don't know why they are called high performers like i but i feel wholehearted people you know there is this commonality that i have always seen when it comes to just seeking a little more purpose over perfection over production over progress but just a little more and when i say purpose please sorry i do not mean what is your purpose of life and no no the human brain was not wired for purpose we are wired for survival for progeny for saving our species we are not wired for happiness inspiration no that's why all these things are external they need to you know so i really feel for for people who perform consistently maybe over a period of time high performance becomes you know something that they do uh, but i have always seen that they are very clear with why they are doing this whether it is entrepreneurs i have coached or at the end of the day they are able to see the glimpse of doesn't matter if today was bad day i have decided it's not going to ruin my my goal or my purpose or my why uh, and this clearly i also i have seen in the last 6 to 8 months that kind of differentiates people who have bounced back from their resilience people who have lost their jobs have started overnight businesses and now are doing well have stabilized but they have never been businessmen before 
but they've had that learning mindset or that right that purpose over progress that doesn't matter because i'm very clear why i'm doing this i'm doing this for this so that deep down why is something i see prominent in a lot of people who have been able to be successful at what they wanted to do or career transitions or with a lot of change in their life i want to ask you another question um this is something that i've been very interested in for a while because it's something i'm wrestling with it's how much time do you take off per week this has been an area of struggle uh, this has been an area where i've had to remind myself not from a perspective of i need to do this but challenge myself that hey firoza you are you are all about you are all, all about identifying patterns figuring out certain things that work keeping those things that don't work throwing like so why don't you figure this out for yourself also so so that's where i had to kind of challenge myself and go like can you think of can you think of a week where sunday is your starting day can you even think of that and that would mean no late night on saturday that would mean coaching call starting at 8:45 in the morning going up till whatever like you know all those oh my god so i experiment so the quick answer to your question is yes i do these things but i first experiment so i'll take the so first i said okay maybe i'll take the weekend off i realized that did not work for my business a lot of coaching conversations are on saturdays and sundays i'm like so then i was like okay i'll start taking a wednesday off in the middle somehow over the last few months figured out my sweet spot that saturday no matter what is complete cut off from work like no matter what and i need and it's over communicated it's reached a point where um that now i have found that space so i don't know would it be would it be fair for me to tell you 24 hours in a week i take off or maybe i would be realistic and practically tell you that your yeah, 20 the one day i take definitely day off but in the evenings like post 7:30 is literally like shut down switch off like the device everything to get into because i i like to sleep early get up early that is amazing i think that's that's really cool cuz people struggle to you know even take 24 hours off and i think it's super important to you know revitalize yourself and feel energetic and the last thing i want to ask you it kind of caps off this whole whole interview is what's the weirdest and most unique thing about yourself <laughs> i i i told my partner this morning that listen one of the questions is this what should i what should i say and uh, she's she's like like stop stop <laughs> and i'm like i'm just going to tell arman that actually there isn't there isn't like one or two things but i'm really fond of my idiosyncrasies so the things that i feel give me peace so whether that is a non negotiable for me in the day is in the morning really lighting incense in every room and clearing the air like that is some people laugh at it find it fun because i take my incense with me <laughs> so i don't know whether that is weird that is funny but yeah man i always tell people that just pause and ask yourself this stupid idiosyncrasy that you have is it giving you peace i'm like yes did is it harming others around you like no No one has complained of the beautiful fragrance. If somebody does, I'll stop. 
I'm like then continue. So <laughs> I don't think if it's if that that's weird, but I love incense and like. <laughs> no, that's that's weird enough. I think the the T-shirt could be the second one, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, Feroza, I want to thank you so much for this. I really appreciate your time. I learned a lot from this. Thank you, Arman. I had such a good time. It was just just having a conversation with you, and I really I I look forward to this. So thank you. Amazing, and and everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Next Move podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to leave a subscribe, leave a comment with a few questions for Feroza, and I'll send them over to her, and she'll get back to you if she has the time. And again, thanks everybody. <laughs> See you guys in the next one. <laughs>